Well, you'll have to pardon my voice throughout this episode of the Tony D Podcast. Um, I've kind of lost it a little bit stuffy. Um, a lot to do without being in the sun. Friday night over at Lucas Oil Raceway, we were out in the rain. We were out in the wind and the cold. So I'm kind of fighting off uh, what I guess is probably just a, a little bit of a cold from being outside and being on the go throughout the weekend uh, as we conclude the 105th running of the Indianapolis 500. We have a lot to get into as far as what the attendance was. Um, obviously, Elio making history, the resurgence of his career, um, guys that had good days, guys that had tough days, um, and and kind of a look ahead of what this means for Elio Castroneves after he wins his fourth Indianapolis 500. As always, thanks to the UPS store on Olio Road, 116.50 Olio Road up in Fishers. Check them out for everything that you need for packing and shipping. The UPS store understands the importance of getting your items to customers, colleagues, and loved ones safely. That is why when you have your package professionally packed by the local UPS store, certified packing experts, it is back with their pack and ship guarantee. Again, the UPS store on Oleo Road in Fishers. Well, he did it. You know, we've been waiting since 2000 and really 10. I mean, obviously his last one was 09. So it's been 11 years thinking, okay, Elio Castroneves has so many years ahead of him to be able to win this fourth Indianapolis 500, and he's in the best team with Team Penske. Um, you know, multiple teammates came and won the race, whether it was Juan Pablo Montoya, Will Power, Simon Pagino, um, and Elio was so close, so close three times, finishing second by just less than a half of a second all three times. Uh, you remember the duel with Ryan Hunter-Ray. You remember the duel with Takuma Sato. And then you can date all the way back to 2003 where he was runner-up to his teammate, Jill DeFerrin. And, you know, you're thinking to yourself, okay, is 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 Elio going to get it done or is it going to be one of those things where he'll continue to get that ride in Penske because there is that storyline, there is that a fascination of could this be the time that he wins his fourth 500. That obviously attracted a lot of sponsors for the race, um, but Penske had other up-and-coming drivers. As we know, Joseph Newgarden was waiting in the works and decided, okay, we're going to move Elio from full-time racing. He was into his 40s, which is what seems to be old for a race car driver, but if you look at the past winners, especially last year with Sato, this year with um, Elio, it, it, it's almost like, the older guys are still getting it done. So long story short, doesn't work out, doesn't happen. And you're kind of thinking, okay, you've got Scott McLaughlin waiting in the works. This is a guy that they want to bring over to run IndyCar. What's going to happen with Elio? Is Penske going to stretch it out to a five-car team, which never kind of seemed to make sense? Then it was, okay, Elio, you're free to go pursue other options. Meyer Shank Racing, who has Jack Harvey full-time and has been very competitive uh, in their first four or five seasons at IndyCar, calls up Elio, says, hey, we've got a second ride for the 500. It's a Honda. Let's do this. I want to do it with um, a driver that I know can get it done, not a young guy that we're going to take another risk. And I think that Elio has helped Jack Harvey as well and has helped that team as a whole and obviously delivered uh, the ultimate prize to them yesterday in winning his fourth Indianapolis 500. I also want to thank uh, Kyle at Caliber Home Loans for his support of the podcast throughout the month of May. If you're thinking about refinancing, please consider Kyle with the Fed's latest announcement. These can be the lowest rates we see for 12-plus months. Lower your monthly payment or take a cash out for a project called Kyle at Caliber Home Loans, 317-680-6306. So what's the significance of this 500 win for Elio? Um, I am certainly glad it happened with fans in the stands. 
the the joy that he has always shown for the Indianapolis Motor Speedway from the time he got here as a rookie back in 2001 to winning the fourth yesterday. Um, it's just been a great ambassador, um, a great promoter of the Indy 500, the Indianapolis Motor Speedway, and IndyCar. Um, it's something that I feel we may never see again. Now, if you stop and think about this, Sato has two 500 wins. Um, you know, a bunch of guys have one. But now Elio is a four-time winner. It took 20 years to do this. And there are a lot of guys like Scott Dixon, Takuma Sato, even Juan Pablo Montoya who has two, and now Elio with four that are in their 40s still getting it done. But eventually you get into your late 40s and things start to go a different direction. Um, And you start losing rides to younger drivers or drivers that um, have proven that they can get it done in lower equipment. So I'm going to say this, and, and you may agree, you may disagree. I don't know if we will ever see a four-time winner in my generation. I'm 32 years old. I plan to live to 80, so let's say the next 48 years, um, maybe even longer. But it could happen. But if you think about Foyt's, one happened in the 70s, one happened in the 80s with Al Senior in 87, and then 91. So 87 to 91 within a four-year span, you saw it twice. But then from 91 till 2021, and it, it took 30 years. Um, I think we're, we're, we're obviously more likely to maybe see a fifth-time winner in Elio than we are to see another fourth-time winner in our lifetime. It's so difficult to do. It's so hard to win this race. Um, Elio's a perfect example of that. He's been trying since 2009 to win this race for a fourth-time. Um, it is the most significant accomplishment I have ever seen. I am privileged to be able to have attended all four of these Indianapolis 500s where um, he has won 2001, 02, 09, and now 2021. Um, incredible. And to celebrate with the fans the way that he did, running up and down the front straightaway, he even went back on Monday to the house that had him climbing the fence that decked out their, their front porch and Indy 500 memorabilia. So, um, man, just the accomplishment was mega. And for him to do that and to, in front of the fans and to see – um, just the enthusiasm that he showed um, is absolutely priceless and left us a lot speech, a lot of us speechless. So, congratulations to Elio Castro Neves, a guy who's always been good to me throughout um, my radio career, even as a fan, as a kid. I think I, I posted a picture of him and I back in two thousand and two at the track. So, um, attendance is a great question. I thought that it was right about where it was, maybe 135,000. Maybe there was a couple other thousand snuck in there. I don't know. It looks more packed when there's nobody in the infield. It was a little weird seeing the infield completely empty um, at the start of the race. Once the race started, I didn't even notice it. Um, But, I mean, everybody – I had room in my seats. There was people around us. Everybody that was with me and closest to me were people that I trusted. Uh, We seemed to have enough social distance – um, if that's what everybody needed or wanted, I mean, all of us were vaccinated, so it wasn't really that big of a deal for us. Um, also one thing I wanted to mention to go back to Elio is I think he's got three more attempts to, um, I think this bought him three more attempts to be able to win a five, a fifth 500. And I also think Meyer Shank racing has to look in the mirror and say, okay, this guy got us into victory circle. First of all, as a team with Sirius XM satellite radio and, and, um, um, Auto Nation, and it, it happened at the grandest, the Indy 500, the fourth time that he's won it. 
Um, you almost have to look into maybe bringing Elio in full-time next year uh, to run the entire series. Um, but I thought attendance was great. We didn't have any problems. Parked at a friend's house. They're off 30th Street, walked in, you know, with your mask on, and everybody seemed to just go ahead and take them off, which it is what it is, no big deal. Um, but all good. Uh, let's go through some drivers that had good days, had bad days. Um, I thought Scott Dixon uh, didn't have a good day. He kind of faded um, there late. He ends up with um, a decent finish, but, you know, I... I, I I talked about this throughout the podcast. I mentioned on Twitter, mentioned Elio at 42 to 1. Holy crap, you got to take that. But I mentioned there's just something about Scott Dixon in this race that has become his Achilles heel after winning it in 2008. He's only won it once in 18 attempts, which is crazy. And I usually never pick the pole winner. So um, I didn't expect Scott Dixon to win. Um, He wasn't even leading the race by turn three. Colton got around him. Um, but a tough day for Scott Dixon indeed, um, wasn't obviously where he wanted it to be, but it is what it is for Dixon who finishes 17th. Um, same for Colton Herta who finished right above him in 16th. Um, it was a tough day for Colton. I think Dixon and Colton Herta took big hits in the point standings. Um, finishing second, Alex Pelot, incredible. I mean, he was in contention all day. He was right there. Um, with the chance to win the race, maybe just got outcrafted a little bit by the veteran in Elio Castro Neves, but a great day for Alex Pelot, who has a massive lead now in the points. I think he it's like 248 to 218 for Alex Pelot. Simon Pagino probably had the best drive of the day, going from 26 to third. Um, you know, that just shows how important qualifying is. On the preview podcast Saturday, I said I'm not going to take anybody who starts outside of these top 10 spots. Um, just because it's so difficult to pass, even though I think the passing was better this year than what we've seen in previous years due to the weather. Uh, Pato Award is right there, top five contender all day. Never really competed to take the lead, um, but had a great day. Ed Carpenter had a great day, and I know he's, you know, you, you may look at it and say, oh, finishing fifth um, after starting fourth, it was just an okay day. But after that stall in the pits to be able to battle back, dig late, he was gaining on that top four that um, were kind of all on a snake using their own draft um ed to come home p5 was great awesome runs again by santino ferrucci who continues his top 10 streak and sage caramel brought it from the last row to uh finish seventh in that dry and reinmold racing car he knocked he beat the entire front row in renus colton and scott dixon um great run for him uh renus finishing eighth uh i think i think it's exactly what i called on saturday juan pablo montoya a great run up the ninth um tony canon 10th i think it was just a meh day for him connor daly to lead the laps that he did everybody knew at carpenter racing was there on sunday renus led a lot of laps connor led the most amount of laps um just unfortunate circumstances when graham rahal um had that tire let loose smacks the wall and uh a tire brushed over the top of connor's car and i wouldn't say ruined his day but 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 certainly um was a setback tough breaks for graham rahal and steph wilson steph wilson um in the pits, you just hated to see that a guy that was giving it was given another chance to um, show that he could get it done at the speedway and just makes a mistake on the front straight or on the pit stop, and then Graham Ray Hall again, just awful circumstances. Um, Rossi, terrible day. Will Power, terrible day. Fastest fastest Indy five hundred in history at one hundred and ninety point six nine zero. So that was awesome. 
For those that have been asking, um, the replay of the race is actually on Peacock. You can go back and watch it. Unfortunately, like I did, I wanted to see a lot of the pre-race stuff and the pageantry. When you turn a lot on Peacock, just be ready. It goes like they're already on the pace lap um, by the time the coverage picks up. Um, I'll share this story. We were high atop turn three for the race. And, um, you know, I kind of knew early on that Elio had the best car. You saw them go from like seventh or eighth up to fifth. Um, he stayed right there. They had great pit stops. He was, um, I wouldn't say the class of the field, but his stuff was there when he needed it at the end. That's a veteran getting it done. So Elio wins. Guy in front of me, right? So guy in front of me starts booing and calling him a crybaby. And I'm like, wait a minute, what? So this guy tries to explain to us that he's not happy with Elio winning because he's a crybaby. And I just thought to myself, Dude, I got enough crap going on in my life. I'm trying to celebrate this dude winning his fourth 500. A guy who's nothing short of amazing at this track. Um, always has an effervescent and enthusiasm towards the Indianapolis 500 and the Indianapolis Motor Speedway that's unmatched. Um, so that was tough. Uh, I was like, what the hell? And that's why I tweeted, um, nobody should be mad at this victory because um, Elio is an incredible champion. Um, the only unfortunate thing is, is he won't be in a car next week for the doubleheaders in Detroit. So um, sometimes you have that, um, but maybe that gives him a little bit more time to do media obligations and to spread the word on his fourth win, spread the word on his team, and spread the word on um, the Indianapolis 500 and the NTT IndyCar Series. Uh, the month overall, I thought was great. First and foremost, the weather, maybe outside of uh, the cold on Carb Day, Um was a lot of fun. Um, the weather obviously helped. Um, you, you look back, you know, Roman Grosjean's first career pole, Renis VK uh, driving that Sonax number 21 in the victory circle in his first career win at the Grand Prix, Scott Dixon on the pole. You know, we talked about going into this race, how much of a mix of we've got a lot of young guys, but we got that old talent still sitting right there. And we ended up getting a fourth-time winner, which – in a year coming out of the 500 with no fans and the pandemic, um, I don't think you could have asked for a better champion. You know, if you're a fan of another driver, you probably would have wanted to see your driver win. But I think your second answer, if your favorite driver couldn't win, uh, most people would say that seeing Elio win for a fourth time, something that a lot of us may have never seen and may may not ever see again, as mentioned, um, certainly made it all worth it. So was really happy and excited for Elio. Um, and just a great month overall. I've got to thank uh, my friend Jared and Lord for helping me out as well. Um, thank you all for checking out TonyTheIndy.com and listening here to the podcast um, and supporting me and trying to continue to build this thing and uh, get going. If you're looking for new flooring, flooring is forever. Flooringisforever.com is the way to go. 317-755-1246. Our boy Harley has you covered if you need new flooring, new carpets, um, hardwood, he's got you covered with anything you need. He can get you the supplies. Great installation. Um, he will he will re- rejuvenate your business or home. Just check out flooringisforever.com. Um, just to wrap up again, love the month. Love the Elio Cash when I was winning. Love seeing my friends. Um, a lot of shit going on in my life, to be honest with you. But um, to have that one day to kind of look away from everything, enjoy the race, and have some fun with my closest friends and family was um, was so much fun. So thank you all as well for tuning in and listening, 
And uh, we'll have fun in Detroit. We're going to look at the point standings on TonyTheIndy.com on Wednesday. And uh, we're going to enjoy this victory banquet tonight and continue to uh, cheer and praise and enjoy what Elio Castro Nevis has done, becoming a fourth-time Indianapolis 500 winner.